0: Bismillah, walhamdulillah, wassalatu, wassalamu ala rasulillah. They say just as our bodies need nourishment to survive, our souls need to be nourished as well. But the question is, how often do we feed our souls? Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast about spiritual refinement. My name is Amjad Tarseen and I invite you to embark with me on this journey inward to work on our souls. Oh, take my hand, take my hand, come with me. Take your, time, take your time, but don't you see? Alaikum, and welcome to episode 26 of Soul Food, where we're going to look at differences of opinion and how they can have an effect on the heart. So, in this episode, we're going to look at the broadness of Islam, we're going to look at etiquette of disagreement, and finally, we'll look at strength in diversity. Uh, one of the dangers some people fall into is that the more they learn about Islam, the narrower their scope becomes. And we have to be really careful of this. And part of the kingdom of the heart and limbs is looking into the wisdom of God's revelation sent to all people in all times and respecting valid differences that are rooted in the Quran and in the prophetic way. That God's religion is is broad, is vast. Now, it doesn't mean that there aren't any limitations, but that it's something that is meant to be for all times and all places. And one of the traps of the nefs is becoming entrenched in its own ways, that a person becomes really impressed with their own group, and that they begin to see their way as right and everyone else as wrong. And this can be very uh, dangerous, spiritually speaking. You know, there's a, a funny story of you know, a man who, who fell into this trap and he was talking to another person and he was saying, you know, uh, you have to be really careful because not everyone nowadays is upon the truth. But, you know, the people from my country, alhamdulillah, they're upon the truth. But to be honest, not everyone in my country is upon the truth. There's a lot of people who are misguided, but the people in my city, especially, they're upon the truth. And then he kept going on and telling the guy, he said, but you know what? Not everyone in my city is really doing it right. Some of them are misguided. But the people of my masjid, the people who go to my mosque, they're upon the truth. But if I can be really honest with you, not everyone who goes to my masjid is really on the truth. But, you know, actually it's just me and the imam who are really, really upon the truth. Everyone else is somewhat misguided. And I'm not really sure about the imam. Right, So it's a it's a, it's a, a story that, that people tell to show how dangerous this kind of uh, uh, being impressed with one's own group or one's own opinion and how it makes people become very, very narrow. And putting people outside of the scope of what is correct according to the Quran and the Sunnah and you know, uh, damning them to to hell or calling them uh, disbelievers or whatever it may be, we got to be really careful about that. And if you look, even in the time of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, he would allow for the companions to say their own invocations and supplications, their own du'a. There was a time in prayer when the Prophet ﷺ wa was leading the prayer, and he rose up from the bowing position and he said sami'a Allahu liman hamida that god hears those who praise him so one of the companions said rabbana al hamd hamdan kathiran tayyiban mubarakan fi said, my lord all praise belongs to you much abundant pure and blessed praise and when the prophet peace and blessings be upon him finished the prayer he turned around and he said who said that And the man was a little bit scared, you know, did I say something wrong? And the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, said, I saw 30 odd angels competing to write it down. In other words, the angels were so impressed with that man's supplication that they wanted to have the honor of recording it. So the Prophet, didn't say, hold on. You know, you, you didn't ask me before you could make that supplication, but he actually validated it because these invocations didn't go against anything he, he taught. And the Prophet ﷺ allowed them and he didn't rebuke the man who said that du'a. So even in the time of the Prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, the Prophet himself was open to valid differences, valid uh, uh, prayers and supplications and so forth. That brings us to the next point of the etiquette of disagreement. So when we have these differences, especially when it comes to secondary and tertiary things in religion, it shouldn't affect the purity and the love that we have in our hearts towards one another. Right? And with this in mind, one obviously shouldn't go to extremes either. There's some out there who are one extreme where everything is absolute, like the man and his masjid and the imam, that it's either black or white, right or wrong, truth or falsehood. And that's one extreme. The opposite extreme is people who might water everything down so that nothing really matters. And neither of those are good. But, you know, recognizing that there are certain primary things and for aside from those primary things, there's a lot of other things that there's room for within the religion, within understanding the Qur'an and understanding the prophetic way. Right? And there's a difference between something that is forbidden and something that might be disliked or something that's just permissible and how we deal with people based on what it might be that they're doing. Each situation has its own response and that we have to respond with wisdom. And things that have unanimous consent إجماع, right? Where since the time of the Prophet ﷺ, everyone in the entire community of scholars understood something that way. Then we know that that thing's not up for discussion, right? But even those rulings that are unanimous, they're a small number compared to all the numbers of rulings out there in the Sacred Law. And outside of those things where there's unanimity, we have respect for valid opinions, right? And this is an issue that's an issue of the hearts. That when we disagree with someone, that we do something a slightly different way, that we still have love for them. We don't have to make it a bigger deal than it is. And this brings us to the final point about strength and diversity. There was a righteous man who was once asked about the difference between his group and another group that was in the same city. That he had a group of students. There was another scholar, another teacher who had another group of students across town. So this man came and said, what's the deal between your group and that group? And the righteous man, he said, the only difference between us is that our center is on this street, and their center is on that street. In other words, like, there isn't a big difference. Uh, And it's funny because you'll see all the time, there's always people out there who like to cause drama. So the man didn't stop. He said, but that group, they work hard to build mosques, and your group doesn't build any mosques. Like trying to say, like, oh, they're doing, they got one up on you. So the the wise, righteous man, he said, we need people to build mosques, and we also need people to encourage the community to pray in those mosques. So that group they build mosques, and my group encourages people to frequent and visit and pray in the mosques. So both groups we complete each other. So you see the the, the strength and diversity is that. Different strokes for different folks. There's people doing good work. And instead of highlighting the differences between us, we can see how there's a strength and that everyone has something positive to bring to the table. Someone might be working on a particular charity. Another person might be working in education. Another person might be working in worship. All of these things are good. We don't have to put anyone else down when we recognize that all of these things are good. And that scholar, he left no room for the insinuations of the devil to cause problems between the two groups. And that's how we have to be in our relationships and in our dealings with people. And we live in a time now where you see even with social media is that people want to always argue and highlight differences. You could put up a status on social media and say, I love my mom. And someone will be like, Oh, you don't love your dad? Like, that's not what I'm saying. You know, but people somehow it just kind of uh, highlights these, these differences and, and is kind of uh, makes a lot of room for people to argue when it, it shouldn't be that way that we should keep the hearts together. So that brings us to the call to action. Next time you're in a gathering or you see something on social media that might bring about disagreement, you try to be the person that brings people together. You try to be the person who uh, recognizes the good in those differences or at the very least try to make sure that uh, people avoid argumentation with one another. Try to reconcile between people. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that he keep our hearts together and that he uh, bless all of the paths of goodness and that he... uh, uh, Makes us understand a deep understanding in this religion. If you have any feedback or any comments, please feel free uh, to share them on Facebook or Twitter. Uh, we love to hear from you all. Please remember us in your du'as during these last nights. <laughs>